Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Gun Show. And what do we do? Well, we are creating transparency and authentic humanness to the world of engineering and manufacturing. Today, I have the great pleasure to be with my friend Rupek. And Rupek is the owner of Sailor Energy. Rupek also has a master's degree of science from the Georgia Institute of Technology, also known as Georgia Tech. Congratulations about that. What a cool school. I'm a big ACC fan, so well done there. This is The Gun Show. Uh, Rupek, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, good, sir. Thank you so much for bringing me in. So how is everything over there? Oh, it's perfect. And I really, really appreciate you being here. So for our audience, guys, I am at somewhat of a disadvantage today because Rupek, I, I really value his wisdom on uh, energy in general. And we have a really cool topic to talk about today. One we haven't talked about on this show yet. And I think it brings a lot of value to this show as Rupek does as well. So guys, listeners, girls, guys, however you want to say it, um, I get to play the role of a real viewer or listener today as well, because there's so much more I want to learn about this, Rupek. Um, and, and I don't honestly and, and transparently, I don't know enough. So I'm excited to learn from you today, just like I know our viewers and audience are. So once again, thank you for being here, brother. And let's learn a little bit more about you, Rupek. How did you grow up? Where are you from? How did you get where you are today? Tell us a little bit of your story and your journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing one more time. And uh, this is Rupak. And uh, uh, I'm from India. Uh, I have done my bachelor's in, in India in chemical engineering. And uh, in, I came here in the USA with my whole family in 1998. After that, I went through master's programs in chemical and material science and finished up with the PhD in the metallurgical and material science. And since then, like more than two decades, I have been in the energy industry, working in the alternative energy, basically, also in the renewable energy. So let me tell you a bit on uh, my industrial expertise. I work uh, generally as uh, an energy consultant and to talk a bit on what is alternative energy and renewable energy, because there are so many buzzwords going on this moment in the world, like hydrogen economy and all this stuff. Let me get a bit inside on, on what they are. So the renewable energy encompass uh, mainly solar, wind, hydro, and geothermal. And the alternative energy goes for fuel cells and others. And when we go for like oil and petroleum, which is also my background, we go for, uh, we tell them the conventional energies. So with the passage of time, I have uh, grown in the oil and petroleum industry uh, beside the energy sector, which encompass the fuel cells and the hydrogen. Uh, and at this moment, we are really going high with hydrogen economy. Everybody says that, oh, hydrogen is a, next generation fuel of, of the world. And it is really so because hydrogen is abundant in, in the universe as well as in, in the world. In water molecule, you, you would find two, two atoms of hydrogen. 
and our body is made up of say more than 90% of water that means you carry more than 90% of hydrogen in your body knowingly or unknowingly so that is a that's a good part <laughs> uh, and uh, really in this energy sector we uh, can do a lot if we work together uh, for for self reliance because we are having big trouble with the power shortage the environmental pollution uh, reliance on the foreign oil supplements uh, bringing in the natural gas from outside but here in usa we are very energy conscious especially in in california and we have got abundance in sun and water in california so why don't we go for digging inside the solar and and the other renewable resources as well as hydrogen making hydrogen from water renewably and to go for the green hydrogen economy and be self reliant and number one in the energy sector in the world well let's talk a little bit about that rupak and let's start with cuz you touched on a lot of subjects and a lot of those subjects are important and um and you've been doing this a long time so i know that the level of of uh information that you have is is kind of a pretty high level of of understanding and i want to make sure that we all understand with you so let's let's break all that down let's start with the traditional energies the oil that we're very used to maybe coal as well um where are we do you believe uh where are we failing where can we do better and as far as the future of those is that something we should continue doing in the future in your opinion fantastic well the energy resources that we have encompass uh, the gamut of coal oil uh, petroleum uh, hydrogen water etc solar what we have to do is that we can harness energy from any kind of energy resources uh, but in order to get it done uh, properly properly means without harming the environment without polluting the environment we can definitely do that we can actually bring in the energy via the hydrogen from coal also we can get the gray hydrogen uh black hydrogen brown hydrogen from the coal we can get the hydrogen from the natural gas via the steam methane reform or the auto autothermal reform like what we call smr and atr in the industry so there are several methods where from we can implement it on the processes and get the energy out of the resources economically and uh like environmental friendly how we are going to produce carbon dioxide i know that but if we go for the carbon capture then both the streams are taking into effect like we are getting energy clean energy from the resources and we are stopping ourselves from polluting the the environment which is good for the humanities which are good for the wild wildlife and trees and all everybody so if we can harness the energy from these resources in in a, in the via the technological a viable way and go for the 
carbon capture and sequestration, we are well off than anybody else. Like we are preserving the society, the environment, and on top of that, we are getting enough energy to sustain. So clarify this for me, if you don't mind, Rupak, because again, I'm, I'm really excited to learn from you today. Um, we're still drilling in the ground to get, you know, these resources out of the ground, but you're saying in doing that and utilizing the hydrogen that's in these components, there's a cleaner way um, and maybe a, a, a better way to utilize those components even though we still have to go into the ground and dig up the ground to get it, or are we figuring out another way to source this coal and utilize this hydrogen, as you mentioned? Very good question. And I would say that we may not have to go for uh, any kind of reliance on digging the ground anymore. We have got enough natural gas and water around the USA, so we can harness the energy very easily economically and uh, environmental friendly. Like we have got enough water. We can go for electrolysis via the electrolyzers and get the green hydrogen with the help of the renewable energy. What? Okay. The renewable energy means solar wind. I've already told that. So we can get the green energy, green hydrogen out of water, which is abundant. We have got enough uh, natural gas in USA via the proper processing we can get the hydrogen out of it. Although we get the carbon dioxide as a byproduct, we can use that carbon dioxide uh, and use it in a different way by not throwing it into the atmosphere, like the way of carbon sequestration and, and, and storing it. In that way, we are getting the energy for ourselves and we are not polluting the, the climate. And so, our climate, the environmental uh, uh, pollution is, is getting leaner day by day. And to answer your question, we do not have to uh, strike the ground again to get oil because it's going to end in a couple of decades by itself. How about after that? You have to have some energy to, to sustain after two or three decades. The fossil fuel is, is not going to happen uh, is, is not going to give us anything after two or three decades. They're going to uh, be finished, vanished, uh, to be precise. So we should be thinking about alternative ways of harnessing energy from the universe, from the earth. That's what we are doing now by uh, putting hydrogen into account. Yeah, so this subject, as you know, Rupak, is, uh, is something that I've, I've always thought about, and it's always been something that I pay attention to from my own level of understanding, to be fair. And I, and I believe that a lot of us are doing the best we can from our own level of understanding. And so, you know, I, I feel like I do my part with recycling. I'm a huge fan of all uh, renewable energy. So wind, water, fire of the, of the sun um, and, and fossil fuels. For me, I, I do. I mean, I still have a car or my wife does, um, but I ride a bicycle almost everywhere I go. And if I, it's not a bicycle, it's a scooter. I mean, I live in South Florida, so I can just, you know, spend very little on the fossil fuels. And, and I'm really trying to do everything I can to focus on renewable energy. Um, I, I was just in California, as you know, and I saw windmills in a lot of places as I was driving from L.A. over to Arizona. 
Right. Uh, I've taken a few trips over to Iceland, and I think Iceland okay. is is one of the global leaders of utilizing um, renewable energy. So they utilize the fire that comes out of the ground from the volcanoes. They have the water. They have the wind. So what do you think the average human being like myself trying to do what we can from our own level of understanding? What do you think the average human being, what can we do to head in the right direction towards this type of, of resource? Very good question. Excellent question. And we can start with the automotive sector because we have got cars and it's like legs to us in in USA. We cannot work without it. So for the automotive sector, my suggestion and my recommendation is to go for the alternative energy use of, start with the BVs, like the battery energy vehicles, and then slowly go inside the FCVs, means fuel cell energy vehicles, fuel cell emission vehicles. Because of the fact that when you use the FCVs, you have zero pollution. You have nothing coming out of your tailpipe other than the water vapor and some heat. If you use a particular uh, uh, kind of fuel cell in the, in, the, uh, in the FCEVs, you get the energy that would g- uh, give you the, the driving experience. And you are giving back to the uh, world or the environment only some water vapor. That's what it is. So it's like kind of pollution less. There are pros and cons of BVs and FCVs, but I think in my opinion, they are complement to each other. They go hand in hand. And that's the best way of starting our future life. Why not from today, relying on the BVs, battery uh, uh, emission vehicles, or the FCVs for a better future so that we are... Uh, decreasing the amount of pollution that we are putting in to the environment and keeps it cleaner. That's uh, one way of starting it. The second is that however way, if we can use the power via the renewable and alternative energy, then the pressure on the main electric grid would be less. In summer, we get the power shortage, power cut. If we rely on uh, the alternative energy resources and the renewable energy resources, we wouldn't be having that kind of a situation where we are out of air conditioner and uh, our fans are not working. We won't be having that, that, that trouble. So it's, it's really time for us to think in a positive way of using our energy from the renewable and the alternative energy resources, other than getting it from the coal or, or burning something and get the energy out of it. So that's the primary sector where we should start. You know, that makes, that makes sense to me um, to, to stop burning things in general. You know, Rupak, one time I looked into running a car off of vegetable oil that I could get from my local fast food restaurants, taking okay. a, a, about a 1980 Mercedes and changing out that whole fuel cell and just running it off of vegetable oil, leftover vegetable oil from my local McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King and and doing that. Uh, I I ended up going with a bicycle after it was all said and done. But is that also a legitimate alternative or is that just silly and and not even worth it? 
Uh, actually, when you burn something, you are, you are producing uh, carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide and other uh, uh, GHGs, like greenhouse gases. And sometimes the uh, pollutants like NOx, POX, and SOx others. So when you go for like any kind of burning, you are making some pollution to the world, like CO and CO2. On, and the, our IC engines that we normally go for, like uh, internal combustion engine, it gives an, an efficiency of, of about say 18 to 28% the most. Whereas our fuel cells give us the efficiency hovering between 40 to 60%. And if you add on the CHP or the combined heat and power, it gives about say 80 to 85% efficiency. So, you know, with the same amount of resource by using it into the IC engine, if you use it into a fuel cell, you are getting the more power, less pollutant with the same amount of resources, same money. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's a choice of ours how to, how to go for that. And that's why I said that we should change our mindset from the IC engine or the cars that we are driving or the automotive industry slowly to the BVs and the FCEVs so that we can get more efficiency, more energy with the same amount of, uh, in, uh, of, of material that we are using now in the IC engines. So I have two follow-up questions. Um, one is, car, is, is Tesla and cars like Tesla headed in the right direction? And what type of impact would the earth feel if everyone, and this is obviously not going to happen, but if everyone all over the world instantly went to either a bicycle or some sort of battery powered vehicle of some sort, if that happened, are we, are we instantly healing the world? Is it, I mean, is it, is it, are we to a point where it's too late? Cause I've heard that rumor too. And, and, Again, I, I'm just the average person and I'm, the listeners right now are, are probably similar to myself and we're going, well, I, I throw my plastic in the plastic garbage, I, but I have to drive a car because I don't have the other ability. What do I do? So I'm trying to really gather in a layman's terms type understanding how we can really support uh, a better world. To answer your first question, uh, which is like the Tesla is going into the right direction. Yes, but we definitely would be in trouble with the supply chain management. We don't have got that amount of lithium ion in, in the whole world that we are looking for. And we gotcha. always import the lithium ion from outside, from, from other countries like China and Australia. So if there is an embargo, we are in trouble. Oh. On top of that, the, the battery energy vehicles, the disposal of the batteries are troublesome not environmental friendly. And the batteries last for about say two to three years. I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not saying that Tesla is bad. Tesla is very good. It's, it's uh, almost soundless. It doesn't produce any sound. It is uh, instantly, the response time is about say 30 seconds of a battery. But there are some pros and cons. That was, that's what I said. Like if you use a fuel cell energy vehicle, you have the hydrogen energy power. and you, you can have better mileage. You don't have that amount of trouble with the disposals. Theoretically, theoretically, if you 
give a fuel cell the fuel, it would run forever, theoretically. So however we make it, the battery cannot work that way. But the Tesla is a very good start towards the less pollution world. To answer your second question, absolutely, you're on the right track. If we change our mindset, reduce our usage of the cars, which is normally the IC engines or, or any other cars. So we are slowing down our burning uh, uh, capacities right now. If we uh, start working on the bikes and walking, the nature would start breathing and kind of recuperate in its original state. So that would be beneficial for not only the human beings, for the trees, for the wildlife, and everybody in the world. So that is a very good concept. If we want to go for like <laughs> start riding the bicycles, that definitely would help us get some, uh, get some good feelings and good positive energy for the whole world without polluting. Because whenever we ride a, a car right now in the IC engine, we pollute the environment. That is not happening. And the same thing has happened due, during the last year when while we were in, in COVID and Corona, we, uh, we couldn't go outside. So we didn't use our cars. And the LA skyline was very transparent. We could see the downtown from my house, which is like 12 miles from there. But now, again, the haze started. So the, to answer your question, yes, that's a very good point. And we may or may not uh, apply that in the, in the real life all the time. But let's try for that. That's what it is. Well, as you may know, Rupak, I've done a, a lot of traveling. Um, and I've been to some really, really clean areas and some really dirty areas. Um, I've, I've, I've noticed some valuable change in a lot of the Scandinavian countries, you know, Finland, Norway, Sweden, Iceland. There's, there's a real movement there toward, toward cleanliness. And then I'll, I'll be in other places and, you know, the water is, is poisonous to an extent, right? Um, so I guess my question is, do we focus on ourselves? Do we focus on our countries we live in? Or is this a global thing that we really need to, to spread sooner rather than later um, based on current conditions? Well, the, the service starts from the family. Uh, we, we always know that the, the family first. So we would look for our family first. We secure ourselves, our country, and then the whole world. So we are not saying that we are not going outside. Yes, absolutely. But if we, can, if we cannot sail ourselves properly, how can we make our outsiders sail? So in order to do that, start from inside, like start locally, then grow, grow nationally, then, then grow uh, internationally. That's what I think. So in I, USA, I we have that. got, yeah. yeah. In, in USA, we have got enough brains to start working on this uh, energy sector and get us totally self-reliant. We can do that. Yeah, a valuable, truly valuable information you're providing today. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I, is there, so I know we've kind of, we're segueing around the possibility of, 
world survival based on what we've done to destroy it. Um, a little bit away from energy, but I think there, there's symbiotic relationship between the two conversations. So what I want to ask you next, I don't know if you're an expert on or if there's any value or if there's any truth to it, but I, I'm, I'm curious and you might know the answer. Um, so I have to ask it because you're here right now and I want to I want to learn everything I can from you. So is okay. there any any truth to changing our diets to less meat that brings value to our global environment? Well, when you eat meat, it, it's not my area of expertise, but I know a bit on that, too. Uh, well, when you eat meat, uh, the, the amount of uh, uh, excreta that we give out to, uh, to the world is, 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 is not that uh, valuable to the world, to be honest. If we eat plant or vegetables, the excreta or, 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 or the feces that we uh, give out is more valuable to the world because of re recycling. And uh, for us, the, the meat eaters, which mostly we are, uh, the, the rate of aging, the rate of burning inside is, is more compared to the the guys who uh, who are vegans or vegetarians so the rate of aging is more when you uh, eat eat meat that that's scientifically proven so uh, to answer your questions in a roundabout way <laughs> it is better if we eat more vegetables that's what it is <laughs> thank you thank you for thank you for answering that i know it wasn't your your our focus of conversation or your you know highest expertise is your is your focus as well but I'm just so curious because, again, I value your time and information. So um, as I've personally changed my diet to a more vegan diet and almost all vegan diet, um, I, I just wondered if there was any value other than me feeling healthier, uh, if there was a, any value to the, to the global, um, I guess, cleanliness. No, so, thank is, you, so thank you for answering that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th there is definitely uh, uh, value to yourself, to your health. And your mental stability, because everything is well connected, and and it's a it's a matter of material science. When you eat healthy, it it gets absorbed into into your body to it uh, to the uh, to your cells. They get the proper nutrition. If you do not eat healthy, they do not get proper nutrition, and uh, your eyesight becomes weaker earlier. You become aged earlier. So that they, those are all interrelated with the food because you are taking it for your own well-being. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm headed in the right direction personally, at least for my own well-being <laughs> and health. But let's get let's get back to what you what you are here for, my friend. And at this point, you know, we're talking about fossil fuels that are so ingrained in our culture, and we're all used to it. And I've been to um, India, where you you know were raised, and and Vietnam. Um, Malaysia, and you just see just traffic jams like you would not believe, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Manila in the Philippines. Um, at this point, and you mentioned that fossil fuels are going to be gone, whether we make the decision or not, they're going to be gone in a few decades. Absolutely. Um, at, at this point, is it a plea to humanity to move in this direction before it's too late? Or is it just one of those things where we should do it sooner rather than later? And if we don't, it's, we're just going to run out anyway. Well, the 
the truth is that we are not dictators. We can just plead to the whole humanity to go start working with the alternative energy and the renewable energy for the sake of the whole world, not only locally, nationally, or internationally. For the, uh, for the, for the global sake, if we happen to go for the alternative energy without burning the fuels at this moment, that would lessen the pressure of uh, getting inside the carbon sequestration and uh, capturing the carbon. Because we have to reduce the temperature of Earth by one and a half degree uh, before 2030, I guess. That's, that's the target. And in order to do that, we need to digest more carbon dioxide than we spew off at this moment. That means we have to run some more carbon negative industry at this moment in order to neutralize where we are before 30 years or so. Wow. That, means, that means the best way to go for uh, energy sector at this moment and to make us self-reliant with the natural resources we have, we can just only plea because I think people are born intelligent and whether they use it somehow or they don't use it, that's on them. But the energy sector that we have, we have got enough expertise in USA to, to use it in, in a proper way. And we can do that without burning anything, without digging inside the earth to pull out the rest of the oil. How interesting. Well, on this show, Rupak, I, I usually like to close out with allowing people, you know, the information of where to find you on socials and a bit of advice. Um, but before I do that, I am, I feel like I'm somewhat naive on this topic and I want to be sure that you've conveyed the message, a powerful message to our listeners around the world um, that you want to convey. And so with that being said, I am absolutely sure in, in my own level of, of ignorance on the topic that I have not asked you a question that I need to ask you. Um, and I might not even be capable of asking you a question that I need to ask you based on my level of knowledge. So what I would like to do right now is I'd like to open it up to something I haven't asked you that you would like to share that you value and feel is important for the global audience to hear. Okay. Uh, my advice to the, to our local national and economic uh, uh, audience is that we should start thinking about the energy sector at this moment, especially from, uh, from the point of view of us and the whole world. We, the, the drivers of, of, of these challenges are like power shortage, environmental pollution, the economic uh, challenges of US, like going uh, out to the foreign countries to bring in oil for us. The, uh, we have got enough and abundance of energy resources in US that you, we can use. So I would say, start relying on the alternative and renewable energy as far as possible. We may not be able to uh, lessen our burning capacity at this moment right away, but we should try it and try to use the renewable and alternative energy as far as possible. Uh, 
transform our way of thinking by using the uh, IC engines to the battery vehicles and the fuel cell vehicles so that we get the similar amount of driving experience without polluting the world. And if we can help the carbon capture and the carbon sequestration industry, that would definitely help us all, all means all. We are reducing the amount of carbon dioxide from the whole environment that would lessen the heat capacity of, of the whole world and would let us try to reduce the temperature growth that we are heading towards. Like we are trying to lessen the wall temperature by one and a half degree uh, within this decade. We can, we can achieve that. So if we want to go for that kind of a target, let's drive into changing our conventional energy to the alternative energy and renewable energy. At least try it. The way you said, start walking and biking, that's the best thing. I would say that's the best thing, but that may not be done always. But by reducing the amount of IC engine workage, we can definitely uh, work towards the single goal of self-reliance of the US energy sector with the help of alternative energy and renewable energy. Again, truly, truly valuable insight. Uh, but it's now led me to more questions. So you're stuck with me for a little bit longer now. Uh, most of us humans, we're, we're somewhat innately stubborn, I think. And for whatever reason, we really enjoy a comfort zone. So are we going to come to a point where we're just between a rock and a hard place and that's when the majority of people are going to make the transition or is there a, a powerful enough message that we can convey that people can transition sooner rather than later or before it's too late? Because while I, I have this wonderful experience to spend time with you, your knowledge is shared by other people who are more or less on these shows kind of in a respectful way, yelling at us to get our stuff together, right? Like pay attention to what's going on. And yet I would say the humanity as a whole is moving about the rate of molasses in the wintertime. So is there a way to motivate mm. people to move quicker in this direction before it just becomes too late? Uh, I think we are probably a bit late, but we can start working right now, like uh, sending the messages via the media, try to educate people as far as possible on the energy sector, and the ways that energy can be harvested from the natural resources. So the best thing is, is, is to educate people. Mass education is needed via the media, via the newsletters, via the emails or the ads outside the billboards. Well, if you are, if you are hammered 10 times, you would like to listen to it at least once. If you are not listening to it at least once out of 10 hammers, get 20 hammers, 30 hammers. And at the end of the 30 hammering, uh, you may think that, oh, okay, these guys are shouting a lot. Let me try it. So that's the positivity. And in that way, uh, we can definitely uh, uh, transpire through the 
whole world and and the life of people for our, for the betterment only for the positivity for the betterment we can do that so uh, i think it's it's possible uh, but mass education is needed and that can be very well done with the media i think yeah education i think is the root of of any kind of change um and you know and i had a similar discussion now that we're getting to this this point of our conversation where um and i don't and i don't watch the news so i'm going to forgive the audience right now listening for the uh shamble i'm going to say out loud but i'm going to do it anyway um there was somewhat recently we shut down uh coal i believe and and a lot of people lost their jobs overnight it is my perspective that while we need to move quickly into the direction of renewable energy as we've spoken about it's also responsible behavior to make sure that people in certain industries that will no longer have work that they are educated as well into a new format so instead of for example, instead of saying tomorrow you have no job, we go, okay, we are going to reduce this down. And over the next two years, that job will then dissipate. And during that two years, we're going to offer you an educational path to go and learn in this specific uh, podcast style. You're going to learn how to program a CNC machine. You're going to learn how to do manufacturing. And so all of these jobless people now have a route to explore that creates stability within the economy as well. And I kind of bring this up because I grew up in Virginia and uh, I saw what happened in West Virginia when that immediately happened and the sadness that went on. And the honestly, the amount of um, growth and illegal drugs and, and making them in a house because they were either sad and depressed or needed to find some sort of way. And I'm speaking out of turn, turn here as well because I haven't spent enough time in West Virginia to, to really say that, but I know those stories uh, carry some sort of weight and relevance. Um, but I agree with you in the sense that we have to move in that direction. Do you also see that balance being necessary toward that transition? Absolutely. We shouldn't like just stop the job of the most of the people. The way you said, that's the excellent way of the pathway that we should look for. Like, you are working in the coal industry, your job is gone tomorrow. No, not like that. We may say that, yes, this job would be transferred to another kind of an energy sector within the next two years. We can harvest hydrogen from coal also. We can get the brown hydrogen and black hydrogen from the coal also. Start using that and then slowly uh, dissipate that, that coal burning in, in the long run. And the way you are producing CO2 or, or the carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide right now, get them absorbed. And without throwing them into the environment, work them out. Use them as, the, as some kind of an industrial product like, say, CNT or the carbon nanotubes or, or CNF or carbon nanofibers or graphene. Transform it to something else which is helpful for the, helpful for the society. In that way, you are getting the hydrogen and the energy from coal. You are using that carbon to useful commodities. So you're not throwing anything out in the in the in the large or or in the, in the atmosphere by by polluting you. You are not doing that. So it's it's getting carbon neutral at the moment. 
so nobody's slowly, losing their jobs overnight. Exactly. So that is one of the solutions that I can give. Like uh, in the coal industry also, you have got several other ways to uh, transfer your job to some other industry slowly but surely. I always value the effort that we make to take care of our neighbors. I think that's important. You know, it's a lot of what we do at MTD and the gun show, the podcast that we're doing right now, um, typically is to generate awareness about the, the manufacturing engineering world and, and bring really balance to uh, households and societies and economies. Um, and that's why I like this topic as well, Rupek, is because the subject is that we are doing everything we can to create more balance in general within ourselves, within the job sector of not immediately overnight having, you know, 50,000 people out of work and the balance of the planet and doing what we can to um, somewhat save uh, the destruction that we've put into it. So I appreciate your time and your wisdom and, and the education that you've given me today on The Gun Show. Thank you so much. Tony, for your time, and I hope I could uh, tell our, our audience something that may give them some inner thoughts, like they have got some food to, to think twice before uh, churning in the, the drive with ice engines. Like, we can get the same driving experience with the other kind of vehicles, BVs, FCVs, and without polluting or we can lessen the polluting capability or the uh, uniformity of our of ours. And so if, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that there's people listening right now that want to hear more from you, want to learn more from you. Uh, where can you be found? What kind of websites? Are you on social medias as well? Where, If I was curious about this podcast and wanted to reach out to you personally, am I able to do that? Oh, yes. Uh, I am on Facebook. I have got a personal uh, website called uh, sailorsenergy.us and I am available LinkedIn and I am very uh, friendly. So anybody can get any kind of advice. If I know it, I would, uh, I would definitely dissipate that to others. And for the well-being of the mankind and, and our humanity, friendship, I would definitely reach out to him or her, whoever it is, uh, to help our friendship. And if he or she needs any kind of help in terms of the energy sector or anything. Well, I second that part about you being very friendly. So thank, thank you so all much. The, all the listeners out there, yes, Rupak is a very good dude, very friendly, easy to talk to. Um, so again, thank you for being a part of the gun show for you listeners out there. We are doing everything we can to generate this awareness, to create authenticity, to showcase people like Rupek and let them share their word. And goodness knows we could certainly use uh, a bit more stability in our lives. So uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show, my friend. Thank you so much, Tony, and appreciate your time for us and uh, hope to meet you soon again soon. We will see each other in person. I am absolutely sure of it. Okay, then. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful Thank day. Thank you. And you as well.